What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Essential 11. Man, this episode, we got my friend Mark Haney. Mark is a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, media personality. Uh, he's founded or funded a portfolio of 30-plus sack-based companies all across all kinds of industries, new media tech, consumer products, real estate, construction, transportation, distribution, security. This dude does it all. Uh, he successfully exited a Rockland-based uh, company that maintained hundreds of employees, generated over $200 million in annual revenue. He's the president of the uh, Sacramento chapter of Entrepreneurs Organization, so otherwise known as EO. Uh, the guy is just an amazing human being. He's well-accomplished, well-connected here in the area, and it was just an honor to not only have him here, uh, but to get him, bring him around campus too and introduce him to Acton Academy. And of course, uh, this episode is brought to you by Acton Academy. Check out actonacademy.org and actonplacer.com. Ladies and gents, give it up for Mr. Mark Haney. Man, it is a pleasure to have you here on campus and get to take you around and show you kind of what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, too. It's great to have you, man. Well, I am honored, and I'm very, very, very impressed with what's happening here at Acton. Um, amazed at how different it is from what I think of uh, as a traditional education. Yeah. Uh, a lot better, um, a lot more... Uh, creativity seems to be yep. happening you can you can almost feel the creativity as you walk through yeah just a different vibe and i appreciate you saying that and um you know it's interesting because growing up and it's probably the same for you we talk alternative education right and for me for my era alternative meant you're one step away from juvenile hall right like that's what that meant and so now we're looking at it just going no man this is you know the best way to describe it is a workplace for kids um you know and it really is and we tried to set it and, and i think that's one of the most common things we get is Man, it's way different than I even thought it was. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's the most yeah. normal thing. So it's, it's great to be able to share that with people, especially people like you who understands business, right? And we know we went into that a little bit in your in your intro, but I mean, you've got obviously not just vast knowledge, but vast success, and now you're pouring into other people here in the community, uh, you know, and helping other entrepreneurs. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we uh, we're building a community that's backing the hometown entrepreneur. Yeah. Bring access to capital, uh, access to expertise, and really a tribe that uh, that helps entrepreneurs be entrepreneurs. So yep. it's entrepreneurship can sometimes feel alone for people. So for if you sure. can get around people who have that uh, going through the same battle, um, it can be it can be rewarding. Yeah, so good. It's the best way to put it. I mean, most people, you know. One of the things we get from parents here is like, oh my gosh, do you want every child to be an entrepreneur? And I said, no, I, I don't. I think most people probably shouldn't be one because it does get lonely. I mean, it is, it's harder than you can ever imagine that it would be, but everybody benefits from the entrepreneurial mindset. Nobody is is disserviced by having that, whether you go in as an employee, as, as an entrepreneur, whatever that is, everybody benefits from that. And that's what we're trying to develop. I agree you know, with that's that. And sense. even if you aren't an entrepreneur yet, Sometimes I see that people who have an inkling for a business idea, they're sort of, they think they might be an entrepreneur someday. Yeah. I always give them the advice, go be around somebody who's got the idea, who's got the big dream. And it sometimes is uh, very infectious. Totally. And I, yeah, so good. And I, I really see what you're doing as kind of this natural continuation of what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to, we're catching them at the young age of, you know, five to 18 and, and trying to set them up with this self-awareness and self-confidence and actual experience and ability to go out and change the world. And then you're going, hey, I will meet you right there. And we're going to continue to go out and, and let's really rock this in the Sacramento area. So well, I love that. I love that you're bringing, um, 
them the philosophies. They're developing the philosophies that they can do anything they want in yes, life sir. versus conforming to uh, the way 99% of the people do it. Or Man. so many of society's uh, people are sort of operating at one speed or yep. with one sort of... Uh, conforming uh effort yeah uh it's great to see people doing it differently yeah no i appreciate yeah. that it is it's a um you know I, i'm very hesitant and i came out of public schools you know so i'm, I'm always hesitant i know everyone to speak out against it because i know so many wonderful people in it my friends right my peers still in the trenches and they are some of the best people on the planet they are there doing what they've set out to do it is their life's mission they're pouring into these kids but systemically you know, I just point out that we're just in a different time now. We need different things. Our kids need something different. And so yeah. that's, you know, that's really it. And so, and it was cool because I, it was probably, probably close to a year ago, I had a gentleman um, come on campus, kind of see what we're doing. He talked to some of our launch pad kids, which are our high school, you know, our high school kids. And before he left, he said, man, he goes, okay, are you connected with Mark Haney? <laughs> and, and I said, I said, no, I'm not. Should I be? And he goes, Absolutely. He goes, this is a guy that you'll just connect with. You guys can see some of the same things that are going on. He said, you know, he referred to you as a visionary. He said, Mark is very much a visionary as you are. And so you guys just need to connect. So he's the one that actually introduced me and said, hey, you got to go reach out and find it. And I think he may have even done an E invite. So shout out to Gabe Stein, um, yeah. if that was it. Oh, but yes. Yeah, it was uh, Gabe. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, cool. thank you, Gabe, because yeah. I think I have gotten, you came on our podcast yes, sir. and I've got yep. to know each other a little bit. So yep. I've definitely got a lot out of the relationship. Yeah. So thanks, No, that's very cool. I appreciate it. So, you know, I gave you kind of the context of, of uh, the, the podcast and, you know, the essential 11 or the top 11 questions we got from kids all around the country from 13 to 22. So when I say kids, you know, we're talking young adults, right? So 13 to 22. Um, and they want to hear from operators, like, what is your take on this? And it's been great because we get so many people from so many different perspectives. And, and so it's, you know, obviously never two podcasts are the same. So definitely look forward to hearing what you say. You so the first question um, is really just about you, who are mentors that you look up to. So we always say this is kind of, you know, one to three people that really either have made an impact on your life or continue to make an impact. And I always preface it with the fact that this could be somebody that is in your life now that was somebody you've never even met, somebody that's alive, somebody that's dead, somebody that is real, somebody that is fictional. But hmm. who does Mark Haney look to for, you know, for inspiration or look to as a mentor? Interesting that you ask that because I've really never had a mentor. And yeah. I think I've always longed for that person who's, say, 15, 20 years older than me that had walked in similar uh, yeah. steps as I have. And I've really never had that person 100%. But there are people that I respect tremendously. Yeah. And I think I got a lot of my early... Um, I guess, uh, philosophies and attitudes, probably on the athletic field, playing yep. oh. sports. So the football coaches that were hard on me, the baseball coaches that were hard on me, those who saw something more in me than maybe I saw in myself. One that comes to mind is a guy named John Wallace, who built a company called Swim Chem here locally. Okay. Uh, it's now owned by his son, Jerry. John passed away, but he was my baseball coach on a on a. 15-year-old all-star team that went very far. Anyway, John, I think, brought the entrepreneurial mindset somewhat um, that you had to earn your playing time. Yeah. And, you know, every, none yep. of the stuff was equally doled out. Yep. And he, he found a way to bring out the best in us. And I think 
John is one of those people that I, I think of sometimes when it's who I would want to emulate. I went on to coach baseball and coach football yep. and always had John sort of in the uh, back of my mind as that coach that was tough as nails. Yeah. But we needed it, you right? Needed that's it, what and we it needed. Brought it out, and yeah. I love that you relate the the athletics to sports too. And that's one of those. It's like a go to analogy for me all the time. Whether you play sports or not, most people understand enough about it to where you can bring those analogies. And I think there's just so much crossover between you know being a team or being whether it's a, or even an individual sport. There's so much um, that you can pull over from athletics and and relate to entrepreneurship. So I definitely exactly. can see that. Um, one of the things you said too was emulate. You know, he was somebody that you want to emulate, and that's one. Of of the things that we try to try to show the kids here at Acton is pattern recognition, right? Pattern recognition of human behavior. If somebody has come from a similar background as you, if somebody has done something you strive to do, you can get there too. What was the pattern? What did yeah. they do? John right. picked us up for practice. Yeah. We got in the back of his, it used to be safe to ride in the back of a pickup yeah, right, truck. Right, right, right. He had this El Camino. Or at least legal. Yeah, <laughs> legal. Yeah, it was probably not safe, but he yeah. would zip down to the yeah. to practice. But he, if there was a player that didn't have a ride, John yeah. would, while he was running this very successful uh, company, yeah. he would take off and come pick us up and, and get us to practice. And I think, um, Kind of showing that, uh, I guess, the, the side of uh, nobody gets left behind. Yeah, That's a part yeah. of him that I would like to emulate. Yeah. And I think uh, so So often there are people out there that, are, that feel a little disenfranchised. We want yep. to circle them up and go, you can do this too. And I yeah. think John brought that out uh, from his uh, baseball players. but it was, And he did it in soccer and other areas as yeah. well. But it was some, if there was something I wanted to emulate about John, it would be um, bringing out the best in us. But then also nobody gets left behind. I love that. I love that. And there's definitely a feel. I mean, I've gotten to be, um, you know, kind of the Haney hub, so to speak, uh, on a number of occasions. And you can feel that, you know, I mean, you can feel you feel the difference when you walk into various organizations. You can understand. It. And that's that's the energy that's there. You know, it's really Thank it's you. really this team, which is great. And that's a definitely a testament to you. Definitely a testament to the brilliant people that you've brought in, too. So um, very cool. And that's something that we strive to emulate as well. So Thank I love you. that. Very cool. So. Second question gets into the topic of self-confidence. And so self-confidence, you know, we kind of see is this, um, a lot of people see it as kind of this DNA thing, like you either have it or you don't, you know? And, and I really think that um, whether it's, we're talking from a macro level overall, 30,000 foot view, or whether we're talking in a specific arena, self-confidence is a skill that can actually be attained. Um, you know, I truly believe that. And so the question that, that they have is, so what habits have you developed personally or what do you maybe still integrate into your daily life to make sure that your self-confidence stays high hmm good question yeah, yeah i think self-confidence many times comes from the recognition that you can pick yourself back up right you're gonna we're all gonna go through these times when we get knocked on our butts right. and can you get back up when you do it gives you sort of that uh, feeling of okay i can take yeah. that and so i think it's it's something that I think comes over time, yeah. Uh, and with the experience, the self confidence grows every time you pick yourself back every up. Yeah, I love that. So, um, in terms of uh, what I do, in terms of routines to mm -hmm. build self confidence, I think one of the things that uh, helps is to figure out. It's when you, you know, those times in the day when you try as hard as you possibly can, you go as hard as you can. Well, you're gonna you're gonna end up failing at those, at those things, mm -hmm. right? It's going to get un uncomfortable and you're not going to succeed, right? Yeah. That happens on, on a regular basis. If you are testing your limits, 
then you're going to find some failure in there. Even if, yep. it, if it's at CrossFit, you're going to find failure yep. if you're pushing as hard as you can. But those, that can be a habit that um, is uh, something you can repeat almost on a daily basis or even more often than that. And I, I feel like those people that are testing their limits on yeah. a regular basis are, are the ones that are moving the ball in the right direction. So you get the... Uh, you get the benefit of uh, failure and yep. picking yourself back up because yep. you always feel better after a great workout or after you've learned something uh, through a hard knock. You always feel better. So, but why don't we do that more often? Right. It's like, wait, that should be, a, we should that figure should out a way to create status. a habit Whoa. of that. Yeah. How do you, so you pick out these times of your day, whether it be in a meeting, maybe on this podcast, I'm yeah. going to you know, bring everything I have to this and hopefully I succeed. But when, if I fail, then it's likely a great learning opportunity yeah. and a confidence builder for me. I agree. I love that. I love that. So it's, I mean, it's, it's experience and you know, it's, we go back to that over and over and over again with the kids that were trying to develop this confidence. We're going, man, you can't, you're not going to get confidence sitting in your chair. You've got to get out and go. I love the way you put that. Go start testing your limits. And then once you hit that failure, there's a learning opportunity that's there. And the fact that you picked yourself back up and you come back in the next day and you're now going to push your limits again, yeah. that it's that experience over time that's building true confidence because you've actually done something. You tried as hard as you possibly yeah. could yeah. for the moment. Yeah. And yep. uh, it's a great habit to get and into. And you now have a cookie jar to go back into of saying, man, I, but I did this. You know, yes. and I got myself into that. I love that. As one of my favorite books, um, you know, which turned into a movie, Fight Club, right? It's one of the quotes is, how much can you ever know about yourself if you've never been punched in the face? And, and I've always taken it as that. Like, man, once you, the beauty of it is you get punched in the face and it's this scary, like, ah, thing. And then you get punched and you go, all right, that's not that bad. And I'm picking <laughs> myself up. And now all of a sudden, there's a little. I got a little chip on my shoulder. It's kind of like I've what? Done it. Yeah. What kind of pain do you like, Brian? Yeah. And I, Brian, my uh, my storytelling soulmate over to uh, my left, your yeah. right. He he and I have talked about this subject a few times, and he started taking cold showers. I don't know if he's still doing yeah. that, Is but he wants Wim to put himself. Are you Wim Hof over there? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's trying to put himself in an uncomfortable position because yep. he thinks it's a good uh, habit to get into. Now I haven't quite done that yet yeah. uh, because I, I like a hot shower too much yeah, but yeah. I do think that there's something to that that the, the more we get uncomfortable yeah. uh, the more that it sort of preps us as a habit yeah. for for the day could not agree more yeah. I love that love that so uh, kind of on the same wavelength as self-confidence um, you know a big question surfaces around mental health and that's you know again kind of it's used as kind of a buzz term i think now in mental health but people are really becoming aware that that's actually a thing and that we need to you know take that into account and um, especially the youth you know they're being aware that hey i've got to maintain you know a healthy mindset right so there there are questions specifically around mental health is you know maybe any tips that you have specifically for overcoming times of of anxiety um you know how do you stay in a positive state of mind, you know, and again, we've only had a chance to operate next to each other on a few different occasions, but you know, you definitely have a very positive vibe. You're somebody that has a very positive mindset. So how do you keep that consistent? You bet. Well, I think routines, you brought it up in the last question, yeah. I think are, are key. A yeah. couple of the ones that come to mind that I do on a daily basis. Um, I try to get enough sleep. Yeah. So if I don't big. get enough sleep, yep. I wake up the next day and I'm not at my best. Yeah. I'm I'm really it might be a time when I'm a little more anxious or my anxiety level yep. is a little higher and 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 I look back and it, I could blame it on not having enough sleep. It's yeah. like, well, I didn't get quite enough sleep last night. So if I get a good night's sleep, that's a great start to the yeah. day. 
Secondarily, I usually leave early. It's still dark outside, and my wife is still in bed. So my wife of 34 and a half years, awesome. um, I give her a hug. And if it's been rough uh, if, in any way, you know, we've got kids and grandkids sure. and so on, a lot of businesses. If anything is uh, rough for either one of us, well, yeah. we have this little routine in the morning. I give her a big hug. She's just waking up, laying in bed still. And I tell her, everything's going to be okay. And sometimes she has to tell me back if, yeah. if I'm having one of those days. But that little uh, reminder that. That, of what's important in life, yes. um, good night's sleep, uh, thinking about what's important in life. In life, I do that by hugging my, uh, my wife. Yeah. And then the other thing I think that's underrated, but I think it's, it's helpful for me, is a great workout. I mentioned it before, yeah. the CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, and, but whenever you go physically exert yourself... Yep. Um, it, it gets all the, it feels to me like in my mental, uh, way of looking at this, it gets all the negativity or anything cleansed out of myself. And then I, you know, within a half hour of recovery, I'm like, all right, I am clear headed and ready to, uh, reattack. I love that. And so clear. So if you've never met Mark or haven't seen Mark or you're not able to see a video, if you're just listening to this right now, so you're in phenomenal shape, you are, which is, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) So no, but I mean, you are, you're in great shape. Obviously CrossFit is a big part of that. You know, you mentioned baseball was big part of growing up. Mm -hmm. And so that's, and that really bleeds right into the next question too. So mental health is important, but physical health is ridiculously important. And so that really was the question is how does your phys, you know, what do you do for physical health? And yeah. so talk about, is it CrossFit Loomis? Do I do CrossFit, give... Rockland CrossFit. CrossFit, Rock, is, Rockland CrossFit. Okay. I have yeah, this thing in there. my life, uh, I call it step minimization, right? So yeah. everybody's trying to get more steps in now, yeah, yeah. right? Everybody's wearing a Fitbit. Yeah. I am getting less steps in. So I live like six minutes from my office where I did, we did our oh, podcast. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, CrossFit is directly right across the street. Right there. CalFit is across the street. I'm yeah. also a member of Lifetime. So I I have no excuse for not, not being fit yeah. and it's all like six steps away or yeah. walking right across the street. So, um, I, I do believe in that. I think, uh, I think it helps to stay physically fit. And I think one of the things that, you know, you want to remember, there's these big things that sort of weigh on us in our life. And I think if you're, you know, when you're feeling out of shape or something, yeah. it sort of weighs on you at some level. Yeah. You can eliminate that. Yeah, even for even sure. once you're in shape, you start getting out of shape again. It weighs on you again. You always feel a little bit better when you get back to, you know, fight and weight or whatever's your yep. comfort level for yep. um, physical health. And I think if you're not in that, you're probably not, posi- it's it's weighing on you at some level. So yeah. you, you might as well get that. I think that might, that could be as important as anything in life is just get your physical health. So at least you feel good about it, right? Totally. You feel good about it. So it's not weighing on you mentally or yep. emotionally. So yep. a lot of it's in your state of mind. If you feel right, well then great and then you're gonna yeah you're gonna perform yeah. as such so i love that man we got a couple um we have a couple people with ben greenfield and a couple of other guys that are really heavy into the fitness industry that looking forward to having on and having them expand upon that well but you're in great shape more, too so what I do you do that thank you um so i grew up as an athlete yeah Tune was a, a martial artist all growing up played basketball oh, yeah. too and we had a good basketball team growing up and um but was a lifelong martial artist so that was mm-hmm. always very big um definitely got into the crossfit space for a while definitely did it like a young knucklehead and hurt myself uh, <laughs> so quite easy a bit. To do. so easy to do and that's not a knock on crossfit that's a knock on me trying to break every record under the sun yes. that i have no business even trying breaking records you know? and breaking form and, and getting breaking hurt. form and breaking my back and breaking <laughs> yeah exactly so um so now it's predominantly i still try to get in martial arts as much as i can and, and a whole lot of body another way and, to uh, get know. banged up a little bit too is martial are you doing full contact for sure i did for a long time yeah. I did for a long time wow. and competed was, um, you know, kickboxing you. Um, was big and mixed martial arts before that really took off. So I like to tell people my very first fight in the cage, you know, I had 
Bruce Buffer was the announcer. I had Randy Couture and Boss Rutan wow. and Guy Metzger and, and Ken Shamrock and some of these old school guys, you know, were ringside. So um, super, I mean, great experience. So I've always, same thing, staying in fighting shape. You never is uh, misjudge always, a cover. You look like this regular guy, pretty just, good shape, but you've got this yeah, uh, little, background little in martial boyish, arts. You yeah, never yeah. know who you're messing with. Dude, you never know. And <laughs> never I, and underestimate I can, a Absolutely. And I have so many friends that like, you look at them and you're like, ah, uh, cool. You're kind of a dork. You're a nice guy. And they will just mess things yes. up, you know, for <laughs> sure. Uh, so, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, huge, huge part, that physical component. So this one, I love, this is an interesting, this is where the questions kind of shift um, a little bit out of it to, to a different subject altogether. But I'm, I'm very interested to hear your take on this too, knowing your background as far as pouring into so many entrepreneurs in the area. So this is around... Um, financial advice. Mm. And so, you know, it kind of came with this caveat of like, look, in most school environments, you learn the Pythagorean theorem and you learn mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but you never learn how to budget something. You don't learn how to start a business. You don't learn how to take care of your finances. So you have a wealth of knowledge in that arena. If you had to go, okay, I got a simple piece of advice or two for you guys, 13 to 22 surrounding finances. Yeah. What would you say? The first thing that, that comes to mind is... Putting the people in your life that mm. make up for the areas where you're weak. So if you are not as strong on finance, yep. having somebody in your life who is strong on your on finance uh, is a good is a good key. I'm invested into uh, I think like 40 different uh, companies here locally mm -hmm. today. That's really my focus is is investing and, yep. and helping entrepreneurs to grow their businesses and succeed and. A big piece of that is finding the financial person to put in your life. So I actually have an so accounting good. bookkeeping company yep. uh, to help me keep me yeah, uh, on, on track. track right, yeah. Make sure I'm not bouncing checks right. uh, or what have you. So I put the right people in my life, starting with the financial piece, is, is one of those key um, resources that we need. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it is self-awareness. So if you don't oh. know where you stack up in terms yes. of strengths, if finance is not your thing, if numbers are not your thing, you're more of a, an orator or a, mm -hmm. or a fighter or yeah. whatever you do, put the people in your life that can help make up for those weaknesses. I think that's a good first step versus me saying, here's how to budget. Yeah. I would say, if you know, I don't need to advise the people who already understand it, probably. Right. But for those of you that don't, put people in your life that do. That's so good, man. And, you know, we're taught everybody needs to know, you know, everybody should understand the finances. Everybody should understand. But there is some I can honestly say for myself, too, I was never just I, I've never been super interested in numbers, period. I could play the school game. girl. I got straight A's and all my trick stuff. I couldn't do anything now past very basic algebra probably mm -hmm. right but i can run a seven figure business so it's a, that's a whole different thing but i was never super interested in numbers and i did the same thing so it's like hey who really likes that great awesome <laughs> then you're going to help me with that side and i think we you know we have it in our mind that everybody needs to understand you know this high level of of finance but i think partnering and even just relationship wise partnering my wife understands stuff better than me mm -hmm. in a lot of those cases so it's a great partnership on that too i love yeah. that man i love that yeah. i think that's great advice um so this one, this question number six is around the concept of hard work. You know, we're already talking about kind of pushing your limits and moving yourself forward and kind of hitting those, you know, spots of failure. And that's how you can kind of gain that self-confidence. But you particularly as a business owner too, you're invested in, in a number of businesses and you also are an owner, you have employees. If you were in the process of hiring a 
young person, they're fresh out of college, they're 22, coming to you, looking for a job, whatever it is, you're invested in a number of different companies. What are you looking for from them? What do you want to see from that 22-year-old who's coming to work for you? Hmm, good question. So if I'm, if I'm thinking about this as a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. um, which I think on a, for a career person, I'm thinking that way, yeah. I'm usually trying to assess their level of ability to commit because mm. I feel like commitment is the biggest uh, the core value that I respect most yeah. in uh, in a person, in a relationship, in yeah. a uh, in somebody who's going to run through a brick wall alongside me. Yeah. I want somebody who's not going to quit right. that can commit to the level that I can commit to. And I think if if you have those people in your life, then more people are attracted to that, right? So yeah. to, if if you put people in your life who can commit. And, I, and how do I measure that? So if I if yeah, somebody comes exactly into me, I, I'm thinking, uh, talk to me about a time where you have, you've demonstrated commitment, yeah, right? Where, yeah, you've, where, yep. where you've had to dig deep yep. and demonstrate commitment. You stuck it out. You can look at uh, somebody who's uh, switched jobs often and potentially they have commitment issues, yeah, right? And they, sure. So there are certain yeah. uh, little red flags that come out. Um, but I also think people who are coming in and it's all about, the paycheck um, in the interview or right. in the initial meeting is that doesn't that's the type of thing that sort of a, is a red flag that commitment might be an might issue. Be an if issue. your reason yeah. is not lining up with my reasoning, yeah. yep. then my reasoning is because we're going to go change the world or we're yeah, going to build something totally. really cool. Yeah. We're going to do uh, you know we're going to uh, create all this opportunity for somebody. Yeah. If your re- rationale doesn't align with mine then I'm not going to believe that you can run through the brick wall alongside me uh, yeah, and uh, totally you're just for agree. the paycheck. Probably uh, probably a flag that totally I'm going to bounce agree. You know, And I'm surprised from. how often I still run into that where it is still like, okay, so we're in this, you know, I'm just getting to know you, you're getting to know me and okay, cool. But what, again, what is the pay? How much time do I have off? What time do I get to leave? I'm very surprised sometimes how much you still get that. And it's like, okay, well, obviously you're not on the same page with that mission. Right. You know, like you're saying, this is our mission. Are you here for this mission? Yes. You know, that's, I'm so, I'm flabbergasted how much I still hear that. I think there's people that will come to work for no pay if you've got if you've a got the mission. mission. If you've got a mission that's uh, compelling enough, yeah. people will just say, I want to yeah. be a part of that. Yeah, I've done it for years here. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> Yes, you're doing something yes. very, very yeah. uh, inspiring, and people want to help you and build it's the it. the best. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love that. And I like the, the focus on commitment. I think that's great. And that's another thing that I can always go back to athletics too. And you think about, you know, don't quit. You're going to, you signed up for this. You're going to fight through, you're going to mm-hmm. fight through the season. If you're trying to get in your playing time, you're going to, so a lot of times athletes, it's a, it's a something they can really, really relate to, you know, and I think they do really well in business. A lot of times if they're a high level athlete, cause they take that same drive to the workplace. You, you know, I mean, I see that a lot. Um, it was funny. I was just talking to, so I know you have a Del Oro connection too. Yes, we right? uh, the baseball field over there is named uh, Legion Field, yeah. which is a charitable your, organization I uh, founded, yeah. and uh, yep. we uh, so 
and my wife went to high school there, yeah. all my nieces and nephews. and So cool. So, yeah. it's, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal place um, nearby. One of the best, I mean, legitimately one of the best high schools in the state. You know, I won't even just say around here. It's just a phenomenal high school. Um, and I had the honor a couple of weeks ago of going and speaking to oh, yeah. um, their basketball team, right? So they had kind of this family get together, you know, where they, they the night before a game, um, and they have somebody come in and just kind of speak into them and, and all this. So I had the honor of being asked to go out there, and um, I relayed a story of playing basketball as a youth and um you know they're like talk about commitments i'm like okay so i talk about taking this basketball my first day you know i was five years old i was all excited my dad's like all right get out there he was mad that i was doing basketball because he wanted me to do something combat wise but i'm like all right and i walk out and the kid goes by and snatches the ball and i just bawled i cried my eyes out right and i'm like i don't want to do this (laughs) and they're like yeah and they're like you know i'm like what did my dad do and they're like he said stuck it out and you got to keep going i'm like Yep, but I didn't, and I still ran out, and I cried. So he's like, look, you're either going to commit to that, or I'm going to commit you to something else because commitment's important. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I'm not going back to playing basketball. Like, people are mean. You know, like, I hate basketball. I came around full circle, ended up playing for, you know, a pretty good high school team later on. But he's like, okay, cool. So the next day, we're going to go commit to something else. And that's when I started kickboxing. Because he's like, cool, if you're going to... five? Yeah, huh? He's like, if you're going <laughs> to cry, getting the ball taken from wow. you in basketball, let's see how you do getting punched in the face, right? Like, that's how he thought. He that's, was a little bit off. Yeah. Um, he's a little bit of a strange I like, strange I like your dad in but, a way. You know, I mean, that's... <laughs> so and that's what got me started. I'm like, are you kidding me? But I ended up sticking with that. I ended up also coming back to basketball full circle. But, you know, you learn that commitment through through yes. sports. You can obviously learn other ways too, but it's so powerful, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Um so number seven, you know, we touch on one of my favorite individuals out there that I that I um, just kind of follow and watch, and and I take what he says and actually will think about it because I think there's a lot of wisdom. If you're familiar with Jocko Willink, mm-hmm. um, at all, so Jocko is um, very interesting, very interesting guy, and one of his sayings He's is the Navy Seal guy. Yes, sir, right? okay, that's yeah. him. Yep, living that's with him. the Navy Seal. I read that so book. Do, did you uh, Jesse oh, Eitzler and all that kind yeah. of stuff? So Eitzler had intense. David, <laughs> that's intense. Eitzler had David Goggins, who was another oh, David Seal. David Goggins. I'm Eitzler sorry, that's who Goggins. I was thinking of. Okay, yep. but then but Jocko also Navy Seal, and he's now does like extreme ownership, extreme. Yeah, I read that book, and, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I forgot about that. Yep, that's him. So Jocko says discipline equals freedom, right? Okay. And we talk about that here on campus too. We say, look, you know, discipline equals freedom. If you're disciplined to do the things you have to do, even when you don't want to, you're going to earn yourself the freedom to be able to get to do things that you actually want to mm-hmm. do, right? And there's those things are linked. So we really like that saying. So the question is around discipline and what is something for you specifically that you have to either now discipline yourself, like I got to get this done even though I don't want to, or maybe something you had to learn, you know, as you're building all these businesses, man, I got to discipline myself around this. I don't necessarily want to, but I got to do it. Um, and that's just a kind of what, what did that look like for you? Hmm. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I do think discipline is one of, so I, I don't have that good. A di- Everybody in my life says, Mark, you got great discipline. You got yeah, great yeah, discipline. Yeah. I create these habits because I have no discipline. There right? you it's go. My, yeah, my little, smart. Uh, my little uh, hack. reach. Yeah, yeah my yeah, hack. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, is figuring out a way because I otherwise I'm the I'm a C student type of uh, yeah. player yeah. and you know very um, undisciplined nec- uh, naturally yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So I have to create these these habits. Smart. Um, but I think. So I, I pretty much now it's a it's a constant game of how to create a, a, a habit. Ha- yeah, a way like to step that. minimization, yeah. a habit for that. But I I think everything you do um, that scares you for the first time or that's really hard for the first time kind of falls into that category yeah, like a little that. bit. Yeah. So maybe um, putting myself in that situation where I'm a little 
uh, afraid is yeah. something that I sort of like. Yeah. Um, you know, something where yep. I got to put on uh, extra deodorant before I get yeah, in man. there yeah. and go. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's really, I, li- I sort of relish those things For today. Sure. Um, although I, I can't say that I've always been that way, but yeah. it's uh, as you as you get over that fear, um, it's sort of rewarding. Yeah, it yeah. is. And you look to end up doing it again. And I yeah. think a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, fall in that bucket. And I'm kind of twisted in that way too, where it's like I, my biggest thing, I just don't want to be afraid of anything. Yeah. I don't want to have anything that, that, so it's like, okay, if I have a weird fear towards that, I try to figure out what that is and then go, okay, man, I guess I got to do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I guess I got to do it. Sounds crazy, but it yeah, probably, right, but I'm like, I got to get rid of that. It works That's for some people. Go. Totally. And I love the concept of just developing habits too. It's a great way of thinking about it. Um, and for anybody listening, I just actually just finished this book, uh, Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. James Clear. Um, yep. Phenomenal book. I, I think around a really how to create positive habits. Um, yeah. It was phenomenal. I don't know how I hadn't read that yet already, but I think that's a great one. Um, for yeah, I agree. Habits. I just heard yeah. a podcast that had, that featured yeah. uh, him and, uh, and I have the book. I just haven't had a chance to read yeah. it yet. Yeah, so it's I'm, good I'm, now I'm on it. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Smart, smart guy. Um, so question number eight is my favorite question bar none out of all of these. So it is the piece of common knowledge. So what does everybody know to be true that Mark Haney goes, everybody knows that's true, but I don't think that's true. Right? And it could be something that's in a particular industry. It could be something just culturally speaking. Um, what is something, so like for me being in education, you know, I think common knowledge is everybody has to go to college. And I know to be true, you absolutely don't have to to get to almost anywhere you want to go. In fact, 99% of places, you don't need to. Can you use it? Sure. Some Great. But you don't have to, you know? So what is something that you hmm. think is... You hear is like common knowledge. Everybody knows this, but you're like, man, I don't necessarily agree. There's a, there's a number of platitudes out there yeah. that um, have uh, uh, some truth in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the one that comes to mind as you say this is the the platitude of follow your passion, right? Yeah. Happiness yeah. is following your passion. Yeah. Um, for me, attacking my passion mm-hmm. is really what brings me. Uh, more joy when I have uh, really attacked. Yeah. And, and, and yes, I think we need to do things that we like, but if you're attacking hard enough, you can find something in almost anything that you're not that, super yeah, about. I sell, yeah. I yeah, built yeah. my businesses selling security cameras. Yeah. I'm not passionate about security cameras. Yeah. I think they're a product that I sold or I still have a couple right. of companies that sell them. Right. I'm not passionate about uh, security cameras, but I am passionate about building teams. Yeah. So as I attacked yeah. my um, team building passion, yep. it just happened to be security cameras, and uh, you know we built some successful companies. Right. Um, but it began with attacking, not yep. following. I love that. I think that's super smart. Um, who Mike Rowe? You familiar with Mike Rowe? Dirty Jobs. Yeah. Um, I got so I, one of the things Mike said was it was something very similar. He says, you know, it's it's not about following your passion it's about bringing your passion to whatever it is you need to do at the time mm-hmm. and i think that's exactly it he's saying attack it like whatever it is that you need to do go attack that you'll find those pieces that you're passionate about yeah. and you focus and the rest of that you know is yeah absolutely yeah. the happiness is in the discovery yeah. so you're growing yeah. you're attacking you're journey. you're learning oh i don't yeah. necessarily love security cameras 
but I do love uh, the feeling that you get when you win. Okay, I do love the feeling you get when opportunity is created for the people on your team. You know, there's things that you learn about yourself that you can't learn until you attack. If you are just uh, you kind of... uh, around the edges with your level playing on the sidelines or maybe just kind of uh, dabbling you can learn a little bit when you're dabbling but when you attack when you go all in the learning goes through the roof (laughs) the creativity the self-awareness the understanding of the the opportunity skyrockets when you attack for sure yeah i think i think of it it popped into my head like you know i remember babysitting and my my wife and I you know when we were still young didn't have kids yet and we babysit you know some of her cousin's kids or something they're like man oh that gave me a taste of having kids no it doesn't and then you have <laughs> kids and you're like okay now I'm attacking yeah. this yes. this is 24/7 forever this is a whole different ball game that's attacking it versus dabbling in it you know and that's the that's a For significant sure. difference um significant more outlay of energy yeah. but the reward Get so much more out of the reward is not even i mean it's night and day yeah. yeah i love that that's cool so uh these last couple questions are just kind of fun so number nine um you know i've had a lot of our youth here tell us do we bring in somebody on a weekly basis to pour into you know the high school kids especially a lot of local entrepreneurs that we brought in and um they're always like man yeah, it's so cool. And it's actually one of our mutual friends, Maddie, Maddie A. Yeah. Um, you know, buddy. Yes. So Maddie's come in and um, I was on his podcast last week. He's coming in tomorrow. What a great I think guy. And a great guy, man. Such a good dude. And he was one of those that I definitely got that. So we, you know, we chatted. He chatted with our high school kids. And then when he, when he left, he came back in. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, he's got it all figured out, man. You know, and they, they forgot the parts that he told about the rough upbringing and the stuff that he did and the mistakes. And it's just like, man, he just has it all figured out. That guy can do anything. And I'm like, first of all, Yes, he can do anything because he believes he can do anything and he absolutely can do it. But there's still things that he's not good at. There's things everybody has stuff they're not good at. Nobody has it all figured out. So stop looking at the Instagram moments and thinking they've got it all covered, right? They still got stuff they suck at. So what's something where you're like, man, I'm just not good at this? Yeah, I've never (laughs) been uh, really good with cutting edge technology mm. so i you know my dad owned a tv shop right down the street on yeah, the street on this, about on six, street? Blo- six blocks down and so, so it cool. was technology right that was back in the day it was so t- cool. local tv shop yeah, so man. at that point uh i was sort of into electronics and so on mm-hmm. so when vcrs and stuff first started coming out it was i was all over it yeah. um but it wasn't something that i it's not something I really uh, have have been drawn to. Computers yeah. came out in the in the eighties and the internet. Now social media and stuff. And I was always I've always been a little bit of a, a laggard yeah. uh, on uh, cutting edge technology. Yeah. And I wish I was better at it yeah. than I am. So um, it's it's something that uh, yeah. probably always has uh, has bothered me that. Um, I and I think part of the reason I'm not as into it is because I've always been on the team building side. So right, right. I, I, you know, I'm throwing this uh, party, which yeah. is bringing entrepreneurs together, investing, and so on. It doesn't leave me um, the time in it's my really own mind to yeah. go learn well, and get cutting edge in some of these areas. I'm already behind the curve enough yeah. that 
and I'm spending so much time with people that I'm not focused in on the technology. Piece. So then you hire somebody to do that I do. aspect of it. Yeah. And, but it's also a self-awareness thing, right? Like you understand your wheelhouse, you mm-hmm. understand what you're best at. So at this point it's best use of time. You know, what is the best use of your time? And you already know it's going to be pouring into the others. And, you know, so that's great. But that's, yeah, you and me both, man. The technology, just these microphones alone that we're sitting here talking, if I didn't have Allie, there'd be no, con- like, this wouldn't happen. We'd be sitting here on a cell phone Yeah. because I can take a selfie and we'd do that. <laughs> like, that would be the podcast. Yes. You know, that's all I, that's all I have. Um, same thing, though. I'm trying to say Well, your time, so, you think about the doing yeah. what you're best, the value of your time right. as we walk through the school, yep. people are coming up and giving you hugs yep. and sharing. Shaking hands, and you're—you've uh, got nicknames for the yep. different kids, yeah, and yeah. you know yep. their story. Yep. That's probably yeah. uh, there's nobody else in the world that can do it like you do right. it. Right. And right. so, and I'm not saying that other people could do it better than you can do it. I'm speaking to our technical person yeah, yeah, back here, exactly. but yeah. really, there are yeah. some things that can be outsourced pretty easily. Sure. But you can't outsource the heart. Uh, to other people and you bring that's what you bring when you're the CEO of an organization of uh, any reasonable size right yeah that's absolutely it so I love that it's a good good way to put that Um, so this number 10 is really kind of the catch all so you know you've obviously got a wealth of experience wealth of knowledge Um, what's one thing and maybe this is goes towards your you know your grandchildren or or somebody in that 13 to 22 year old range what's just another thing you want to say to them what is kind of the catch all last piece of advice hey guys I want you to I want to make sure you know this hmm. that we maybe haven't necessarily talked about here I think all of us in life have to do what makes us happy we yeah. have to chase our own dream I like to dream yeah. big but the bigger I dream uh, the more I've come to realize at least in me that the big dreams they sort of starts with me yeah my family, I work from the inside out, me, my family, my hometown, yeah. that if I can work from the inside out, because there's so many times people are chasing all these crazy yeah. dreams all over the world yep, or totally. in all these different areas. And it's like, really, if we get back to basics um, in order to be happy is, are you happy with you? Yeah. Are you happy with your family and your friends, the people in your inner circle? I call it my soulmate circle. Brian's yeah. my storytelling soulmate. Is, is this group of people okay? Now uh, come out a little further in your hometown and, so my way of changing the world is by uh, by seeing my hometown, first yes. my family succeed, then my friends succeed, and my hometown that I love. Yeah. My grandson plays Little League on the same field that I played on, that I coached my son on. And because this is like, instead How of cool chasing, that, and I don't man. think there's anything wrong with helping people uh, around the world. I think it's fantastic. But for me, I'm always happiest. And we got to do what makes us happy. I'm always happiest when my family and my friends and my hometown are, are taken care of yeah, first. So good, man. And I think so many people just go immediately to wanting to and again I'm with you if you want to go change the world man change the world like that is fantastic but in the process of that I think sometimes they do lose the ins you know that that the myopic need to see am I okay mm-hmm. and are the people around me that really really matter okay you know and you start to you start to lose that perspective that actually makes you feel good as a human being because that's who you're really 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 connected with yeah you know so I love that you said start there um, and go I think that's I think that's brilliant brilliant um so cool and question number 11 is just who else should we connect with so and that's who else should we have on the podcast or who else should 
you know, anybody listening to this, who else should they kind of keep an eye on? Maybe that's a local entrepreneur that's doing some big things. Um, you know, somebody else that you think is just worth watching. I am in such a uh, fortunate position to be like you interviewing uh, people and learning. And my focus has been around local entrepreneurship. Right. So I've interviewed probably most of the very successful people in our town. Yeah. I think next week we have the president of SMUD. The week after is uh, the guy that owns Rayleigh's. Nice. Um, yep. But I think there's one man that I that I would say stands above them all uh, in my heart, and that's a guy by the name of Dale Carlson. Dale, very successful yeah. entrepreneur, founded yeah. Sleep Carl Train, yeah. and ultimately Carlson Center out Carlson there at Center. Uh, Day. You bet. Yep. So he sold his company to Mattress Firm, yep. and he donated $6 million to Sac State, uh, the Carlson Center for Entrepreneurship and yeah. uh, Innovation. I happen to be on the advisory board. So cool. He was on my pod. He's coming up on my podcast, I think, this week. We yeah. did a live uh, thing out at uh, Sac State last week. But I think so, the thing about Dale, he's done so much for foster yeah. youth all around the nation. I think the thing about Dale that uh, has always leaped out to me beyond his generosity, or maybe this ties to his generosity, but in his, in his when he came on the show, he told this story um, about uh, an employee stock ownership plan. Okay. And, you know, the inside yeah. businesses, you can uh, yeah. give some of the shares to your employees. And right. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. He said, the way we did this, we had made it through the financial crisis in 2008, and we were beginning to see other opportunities. And I had a company meeting up in Tahoe at Squaw Creek, and we had the big company meeting where all the leaders were there. And he said, hey, guys, um, I have an announcement. We're selling the company. And there was a hush over the mm -hmm. audience, like, what? Mm-hmm. He said, yep, the new owners of the company um, got you a little gift. Um, it's sitting in front of you, and you can, you can open it up. And as everybody opened up the box, yeah. they, they opened it up, and in it was a mirror. And they're like, what? What's going on here? And he's like, the people on the other side of that mirror are the new owners of, of the company. sleep train. Yeah. And he did an employee stock ownership plan. Yeah. And when he ultimately sold his company a number of years later, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. went to those employees and they've yeah. created, it's created an entrepreneurs. Uh, it's like the ripple effect yep. of, uh, of entrepreneurship that, happening man. through his employees. Uh. It's happening at Sac State. Um, he's created such a ripple effect for our hometown that he deserves to be put on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, I think he's, uh, Matt Boudreaux That's worthy, true. podcast That's worthy. It, so I think Gosh. it's uh, it's worth what, considering having Dale Carlson what on your show. What a legacy, man. Yeah. What a legacy. And I love, so I love that this is called the Essential 11. We have 11 questions in my house. We have Boudreaux's 11 rules, right? And so it's our rules that my myself, my wife, and my three kids have put up there. So we got it framed, you know, in this nice thing that um, a friend of mine uh, did for us. And number 11 is doing the right thing is always the right thing. And man, I got chills as you're sitting there telling me that story. Like he's just doing what's right by all of these people, you know, and, and he's, he realizes, man, I work for you guys. And this is about, you know, like you just don't, you don't run across people like that all the time, you know? And I think that's just, those are the people building true legacy. Um, so that's awesome, man. I love to hear that. Thank you. He's an amazing so man. Cool. So cool. 
Man, what a pleasure. I mean, Thank honestly, it's an honor to have you here and, and a pleasure. Great conversation. So much value there too. So where, you know, if we want people to go check you out, where can, yeah. you know, where can they go? What should they look up? You can for, go for to uh, social media at the Mark Haney, or yep. you can go to our website, HaneyBiz.com. We have events called uh, Mark Tank and Entrepreneurs Hanging Unleashed. With Hanging with Haney. It's yep. way, I want yep. I have this goal of wanting to meet every entrepreneur in the region. Yeah. Um, hopefully I can, uh, I have this uh, fascination, right? That if enough of uh, the more established entrepreneurs can help enough of the up-and-comers, we can ignite an entrepreneurial revolution yes, um, and really get entrepreneurs helping other entrepreneurs. So that's that, what man. it's all about. I love that. So you'll hear more in the outro, but man, Mark Haney, thank you. Thank you, man. Absolute pleasure. Man. Appreciate it. Yeah. There you go, guys. Mr. Mark Haney. Again, so fun to have him on campus and get to chat. Um, CEO of Haney Biz. Check out HaneyBiz.com, H-A-N-E-Y-B-I-Z. Dot com. Definitely check out uh, the Mark Haney Show. It's a great podcast. Had the uh, opportunity to be on there uh, as a past guest. So give that a listen. And then you can find him on Instagram at the Mark Haney. Uh, the Mark Haney on Instagram. That's it for today. Essential 11, guys. We'll see you next time.